is Martin Luther King Day, snowy Martin Luther King Day, uh, and you're on a special Monday edition of Kentucky Politics Weekly. I'm your host, Trey Watson, joined as always by Abby Piper, Jared Smith. How are y'all doing? Good. Excellent. Excellent. Finally, I actually uh, won money this weekend, so... I'm fresh off a Packers win. Abby's on cloud nine with the pack winning. I I had a bad weekend. I crawled my way back yesterday a little bit. Uh, I had a bad month until yesterday. uh, I I was was down... Saturday was not good. Uh, I had a lot of lot of bets tied. <laughs> had a lot of bets tied to the Browns and UK. Uh, yeah, that's funny. UK. I honestly UK it, cost me. It would have been better for me had Reed missed one of those free throws and we lost by one in regulation because then we would have covered. But uh, yeah, uh, y- yesterday. I mean, my betting okay. My betting was gambling was okay yesterday. Just the bets didn't. It just didn't come through, and also freaking uh, uh, Chris Kirk was two over yesterday cost me money in a uh, PGA Tour bet. But uh, I got I got hope, hope hopes for the Steelers. It's still not as bad a weather it was supposed to be. Still not great weather, uh, so I have hopes for the Steelers covering. DraftKings void my bets immediately. <sighs> I, I still think my bets might win, but not my under. But I'm I, happy with my Steelers. Uh, plus eleven, but I, but I, could, I mean, I, I, yeah, I could get more points if they canceled. I, actually, I, I think my bets could win, and I might actually bet the same thing. But I'd get more, yeah, you know, I'd get better odds because the the yeah. the the, the, uh, the unders higher. So, uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll see what DraftKings ends up doing. It looks like they're not going to cancel anything uh, with that game moved. Um, well, I've uh, actually researched this, and if, if the game is not played at the time it's supposed to be played, all bets should be void. Yes, but Just saying. DraftKings is not done yet, so we'll see. Don't make me go to FanDuel full time, buddy. Uh, man, I'd have to move. Abby, up. what does that look on your face? Is that the my husband's degenerate gambler look? Yes. <laughs> I think being on this podcast has been bad for Jared's mental health. It's great. <laughs> it's been great. It's increasing gambling. Um, <laughs> all right, let's. We've got a lot of news to get to. Um, let's. So, let's start with with a behind the behind the curtains look. First, and we'll make a decision on air here. We just re- recorded, was going to ta- be tagged on the back end of this interview, recorded a great interview with uh, Rabbi Litvin about uh, anti-Semitism and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Do we, do we decide that we maybe want to release that on Wednesday as a standalone podcast? Because it ended up being 45 minutes. I, I think so. I think so, too. I think it'd be, um, because otherwise, after they listen to us, our drivel for an hour, they're more likely to turn off and want to go back and then forget to go back. And it's really worth hearing, so... All right, so that's what we'll do. We'll we'll so when you listen to that on Wednesday when I drop it, there'll be some reference to stuff that there'll be some reference to the, yeah that, that we that we were recording in reverse and that it's snowing out and that's because the original intent. But but it was it was it was I think it was fairly moving and very informative. Um, I learned a lot and and you know it, it was I mean it's long enough to be a standalone forty five minutes. So that means you get three podcasts this week. It's going to record on Friday as well. Um, we give the people what they want. Right. Uh, Jason Nemus complained the podcast hasn't dropped. Mm-hmm. Jason Nemus gets three podcasts in a week. There you go. Um, <laughs> so that's what, that's what we'll do. Um, so we, and we got a lot of news to get, get to uh, from the legislative side and, and, and other things. Let's start at, at the state level. Actually, let's start uh, national because there's a little bit less than that. Uh, it's Iowa Caucus Day. Yep. One of the, uh, the coldest uh, in history. Is that what I, I believe that's morning? correct. Or at least on record. I, you know, I, 
I'm just going to, it's Iowa caucus day. I'm just going to say this. I, I still don't understand. I don't understand how Donald Trump is going to win this thing. The Iowa like, caucus like, is like, their nomination. The, uh, both. Go, like, Nikki, like go. We, 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 know, we know. Is polling that bad off in Iowa? Polling's he, has, gonna, he has a sizable lead. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand how he's going to win. Like, I, I, I don't, like. I wonder if anybody's going to vote. He just, he. Like we we know who he is. Like I, you you know he is you know he is a grifter doing this to make money. Yeah, and I just saw that Rubio endorsed him, and then who was the other governor? The, the North Dakota governor endorsed yeah. him, and I'm like, what the? What? Like I, I just I don't understand. Like okay, I understood 2016. Like Hillary was just unpalatable. Period. Yeah. He's you're like oh he's gonna shake up the system. Oh, you know maybe he can't he can't possibly be that bad. And like I, and, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, and like I, I just. I, I don't understand how people are still. I, it, it boggles my mind. I, I mean, I guess I'm a Nikki supporter. Like the the whole Civil War thing was, but what like, was that again? <laughs> but it's better than better than Trump and DeSantis is. DeSantis will be out. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm old enough to remember DeSantis going on Fox News repeatedly begging for Trump's endorsement to beat Adam Putnam in the primary down down in Florida. You know, I, I'm a, I'm an Adam Putnam guy. That's one of the reasons I don't like. DeSantis, he be, he be my he be my guy Putnam. Um, so I, I just I don't understand how people are still voting for this idiot. Well, I think too, um, if we look at his record and what he said and things that he has done um, to to support Trump, almost requires an admittance that you do not believe that a sense of decency needs to be a part of the job description, um, because he has proven many times that that. He, Decency is not his no, demo. Nor does respect for democracy. And or, so that would be a different kind of message. I, I just, I don't, I, I almost tweeted this and just, I was like, I was like ah, it's it's a snowy morning. I got stuff to do. I don't have time to spend all day fighting on Twitter. You have plenty of time to fight but, on but Twitter. But here, here's, here's what I want to say. I, I, am, I am not a never Trumper. People have accused me. I'm not a never Trumper. I am a no grifter. And I am a forever Republican, and this guy is, is a grifter, and he's not a Republican. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I I don't understand. That's right, God sent him. Have you seen that stuff? Oh God! I mean, it's it's it's, it's gotten scary. Like these people, literally, and we we didn't get a chance to talk about this rap, with the rabbi, but like, you know, that's that's part of my concern about like when you see conservatives supporting Israel, they're not supporting Israel because they support the Jews. They're supporting Israel because they believe that. In the Book of Revelations, the end preconditions for, for for the end times, the second coming of Jesus is a war in Israel. Like they're for, they're for arming Israel to the teeth because they want the war because they think that's going to bring Jesus on, and they and they think Trump's going to help do it. Like a lot of them, a lot of them are going to be pretty disappointed when the rapture happens, and they're still sitting here. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't understand how this guy is going to win. I, I just I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, Chris Christie's out. Aww. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy about that. Not that I'm not. I thought he was a decent candidate, but um, you know, I think the votes that he would have pulled would go to Nikki Haley, who I'm obviously the, a fan so of. you both are Haley fans. I'm a Haley fan. I go Nikki. There's Haley supporters. Jim Jim Gilmore's not in it, so I'm for Haley. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, Haley's only chance to win in New Hampshire is for Christie to be out, so it had to happen. Yeah. Um, DeSantis. I don't know what this. I don't know what DeSantis is doing. He has no shot. His campaign's been. Pathetically run, like historically bad. Worst, who ran the worst campaign, DeSantis or Vivek? Uh, DeSantis, because Vivek came from absolutely nowhere. That's true. Like DeSantis is the governor of Florida. 
Like that's pr- a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's true. Vivek yeah. is a is a con artist, pharmaceutical salesman. <laughs> By the way, I loved his 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 video he had that that he paid to air as a commercially paid to air during the last Iowa debate in Iowa, where he 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 tells people to turn to turn turn off turn off this bullshit and like the the ad ends. Oh, how clever! <laughs> he's just a, it, it, and, he, and he's attacking he's attacking the RNC for rigging it because they don't want to they don't want to hear the truth behind. Uh, January sixth, and the truth behind the the, the twenty twenty election, and like Vivek's gone full crazy. And now I love, you know, here's the thing, here's the thing about Donald Trump. Dude has, I mean, there is he will always, always, always come back and eat you. There is zero loyalty coming from him. He showed there is no reason to ever give this guy any loyalty because now he's out attacking Vivek, saying like oh, Vivek used to, he started this race off as is is a is, is a good Trump guy. And, he was going to let his vice president hang. Yeah, and, and, so and now <laughs> now that's he's, all you need to know. Now he's out saying that don't, don't don't vote for fake Trump Vivek when you can vote for the real thing. Like, which which honestly, I wonder if that if Trump's numbers are weakening, that's why he went on the attack on that. Why would he attack Haley? That's the natural. That's that's who he has to. Attack. Yeah, so I, that's his threat. I don't know. Uh, the other national story we got this week is uh, Jared, that in the courts. Sorry, Jared, uh, Hunter, Hunter Biden. Oh man, Hunter! Mr. Biden goes to Washington. Mr. Biden popped in on Washington <laughs> committee hearing. Um, you see what? <laughs> Go ahead, set the table. Chuck. All right. So I was actually I was sitting on the sitting on the couch doing some work on my laptop and watching CNN. They're like, oh, we're we're getting news that Hunter Biden is just entered the Capitol. We're going to go live to the Capitol. And Hunter, and, and it was like, it was like the bizarro world version of the episode of West Wing where, where uh, the government shut down and Bartlett says, we're just, eh, why don't we just go to the Capitol? So they go up to the Capitol and he sits and, you know, they, then, then he, he's there for 10 minutes and goes back home. Like <laughs> Biden walks in, uh, Abby Lowell gives a little statement out in the hallway to the press that he comes in, he gives a statement to the committee. Um, Nancy uh, Nancy Mace kind of blows him up for a little bit. Well, Nancy Mace inquired about his testicular, testicular fortitude. Yes, and, and but she used balls and attacked his white privilege. <laughs> and uh, Nancy, th- then attacking white privilege, sweetheart. Then the congressman from Florida, who Jamie Comer previously called the Smurf, uh, <laughs> attacked attacked Republicans in general. Then Comer called on a congressman from Georgia to speak, and as soon as she started talking, no, Bi- she had props. She was bringing out the nudes again. Yeah, and as soon as, as, soon as she started talking, Biden just got up and walked out. He did you see him? You see him? He looks at his guy, shakes his head. Yes, yeah. and, and, and like he he was in the seat for maybe five or ten minutes. Um, and my favorite, because my favorite part of the whole thing is, is he's leaving. You have all these reporters yelling questions at him, and you can very clearly hear somebody yell, "Hunter, Hunter, Hunter! What sort of crack do you smoke?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you're right to the source. I guess. You know, I think it was uh, it was great stage stagecraft. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining to watch. I think it guarantees that he's going to be held in contempt by this particular Congress. Have we held Jim Jordan, whoever else, ignored their subpoenas in contempt? Yeah, but they didn't show up to the hearing, slap their balls out on the table, and then leave. Like, <laughs> nice. and you know, this is this was different. <laughs> My respect for Hunter grows a little bit more each day. Like, if Jim Jordan had shown up to Adam Schiff's committee, like, dropped trow and mooned him and then left, then, yeah, they probably would have helped him get down. I learned an interesting fact about Jim Jordan. He has not passed a single bill. Yeah. Really? You didn't yeah. know that? No. Yeah. I know he has the most gerrymandered district next to, what's his name down in Texas, Dan Crenshaw. No, but- oh, nobody has a more gerrymandered district than Bobby Scott. Where's, where's his? Uh, for, for, for a while, the third district in Virginia was the only congressional district in America that was intersected by multiple other congressional districts. <laughs> yeah, because okay. Virginia was a Justice Department state. It goes from Richmond to Norfolk, 
And I don't think it ever gets any more than two miles away from the James River. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, and I will say AOC's district that got thrown out was pretty bad too. Like it got intersected by multiple bridges. Um, that was a pretty. I, I we there there should be a good competition from a gerrymandered district because in fact let's 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 open up to our listeners. Submit on Twitter what you think is the most gerrymandered district, and we will have a decision at a later, later date. We'll look at some maps and 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 get back. Which now here's the question: Should it be gerrymandered based on voting voting makeup or physical appearance of the district? I think physical appearance of the district. Yeah, uh, I mean Jamie Comer's gonna be way up there, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as George, but yeah, he may be on the list. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it was it was good stagecraft. I think it ensures a showdown in court between the majority Congress and uh, and Abby Lowell and Hunter Biden. That was the intention, right? Uh, probably. So, which yeah, here's but, the thing. And to be fair, to be fair, the the Republicans want him to testify in a closed door session. He will testify only if it's public. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, Joe Biden's people have to be just like slapping their heads in this, right? Well, Biden claims he didn't know about it. No, I'm saying not like it's clear that Hunter now has gone out and gotten Abby Lowell, and they've chosen a new strategy, and it's none nothing good for Joe Biden, right? Yeah. I mean, any, any attention put on Joe's crack smoking, porn loving, you know, naked water sliding with hookers in Malibu mansion, criminal son, like that. That's that's not helpful. That's, yeah, but I mean, it's not any worse than you know. Look, man, every half the stuff that every Trump family's got that. a relative like that. Yeah, but you got especially even presidents did. You know, with uh, Bill Clinton's brother and Jimmy Carter's brother. Um, you know, so it's like I think to me, I think he's taking on the he's taking all the damage he's from like Hunter. The crazy uncle. He's gonna take. He's taking all the damage from Hunter Biden that, he, that he's gonna take. Maybe. Yeah. Like I don't think anything else is gonna be is gonna transform other people's minds. Maybe. I mean, let's face it. If you if it's Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, you already know how you're voting today. They can hold they can hold they can hold the election tomorrow and probably be the same result. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's let's move back to the state. A lot going on in the General Assembly. Uh, let's start with the Hadley Act. Got filed by uh, State Senator David Yates. Um, and they held a press conference in the Capitol Rotunda. Andy Bashir, uh, Hadley, who was in the uh, the Dana Cameron ad last year. Um, I've said this on Larry Glover. I said it on KET this weekend. I think it is a it is a cynical uh, bill that is has zero intention of actually being passed. Uh, they filed it specifically to make it as absolutely unpalatable for even moderate Republicans as possible, uh, even Republicans who want to see the exceptions passed. Uh, they 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 filed it and structured it in a way that would make it unacceptable to even people like Jason Nemus. Um, and and. Uh, to be clear, I haven't talked to Jason about it, but I'm saying people like him. I, I'm offended by the way. Like, they might as well just just named it the "We We Just Kicked Your Ass" bill. Like it, it is it is slapping every Republican in the face, and it's not going to pass. And they are only using it's like the governor's budget proposal about giving tax uh, toll rebates to Louisvillians. It it is a it is a cynical proposal meant to uh, uh, create a wedge issue for votes in the fall. Meanwhile, if they had waited, worked with some moderate Republicans, there's a chance a, a bill that would at least have a shot at being passed could have been structured and filed. I don't know if this poisons the water for that or not, but it certainly doesn't help anything. You know, I, I do think, especially with Bashir piling on and doing the whole press conference, that um, to some extent you're right that it was a message. Um, I whether I know David Yates, and that is not his style. He's not retaliatory in any way. He 
really does try to work across the aisle in his district, I, I think maybe he felt like he should do something rather than nothing. Uh, maybe he got caught up in uh, Bashir land with whatever they decided to make of it. I will say I've had many occasions, uh, not many, but I've had a few occasions where we had a good thing going and, and um, Bashir folks came in and kind of hijacked the event. I think that's possible too, but I do want to say uh, just for David's sake, it, it, that doesn't, if that is true, that is not his normal. It doesn't sound like him. Well, I mean, what I said on KT, you know, from a strategy standpoint, why? Why put the why put the name on it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, the, the Republicans that I've talked to, even ones that support passing the exceptions, are offended by the bill, offended by the naming, by the way it was rolled out. Mm-hmm. It's just it's if the goal is to pass the exceptions, which I think. Um, whether they say it publicly or not, I think large portions of leadership in both chambers would like to see it passed because they want to kind of get it off the table and remove it as a political hot button and remove it as something that their candidates can be attacked with. Um, I, I think that I think that if it were done the right way, that there would there would be a chance of it passing. It'd be a, it's, it'd be a fight, but there'd be a chance of it. This bill, there's no chance. It reminds me of That's true. it reminds me of several years ago when Allison Grimes. There was some momentum moving towards medicinal marijuana, and Allison Grimes decided that she was going to be the standard bearer for it, yeah. and it killed medicinal killed marijuana it. for like five years. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I mean, I was at the party at the time, and we flat out said, this ain't passing because she's backing it. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I don't think that David Yates probably thought it would pass, um, but who knows? Probably a backstory we, we don't know about. Um, RPK is looking for a new person for my old gig, Sean Southard. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple time guest of the podcast. Uh, he is moving to Montana. Got the gig as the communications director for uh, Governor Gene Forte, which is lucky for him. Is that the uh, guy that body slammed a reporter? That is the guy that uh, body slammed or punched Ben Jacobs. One of the two. Uh, Great gig for Sean. Congratulations. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, I'm jealous he gets to live in Montana. Montana's amazing. I told him he's going to have to buy a whole new wardrobe because this whole like uh, preppy Oxford thing he's got going on ain't going to work up there. That is not going to work gonna out there. Lot of, <laughs> Aside from the fact that he would freeze to death. But, yeah. yeah. Have to buy a lot. Well, I mean, you know, his quarter zips and V-neck sweaters, but I don't think, you know, <laughs> he's going to need more car hearts and cowboy hats and boots up there. But yeah. uh, congratulations to Sean. Uh, you'll, so you'll be missed. We'll see what RPK does next for, uh, for the comms gig. Um, Abby, I know you have thoughts. There are multiple DEI bills flying around. There's a, there's a higher ed one from Mike Wilson. I think we talked about it a little bit last week. And uh, uh, Senator Steve Meredith has a bill that has just come out. It's got. I, do we know where this language came from? Like, because because this is not this is not. So it's it's the DEI language you kind of see everywhere, but then it's got uh what uh, belonging and what's the other diversity equity inclusion and belonging trauma induced care yeah, tra- trauma induced care and belonging those are the two informed, that I don't I don't know care. yeah tra- I don't know where because typically the, these bills get created in a think tank or a lab somewhere and they get distributed out to other states this is this has got language in it that I haven't seen yet like I understand the DEI side of it I. I'm on the fence as to whether or not we need to legislate it, but I I I, un- I understand the concern that exists there. I do too. The belonging side, I'm like, I, I didn't feel like I belonged in a science class. Yeah. Like I I don't I, I don't know where this language came from or so what it's like, or what it's addressing. There is an acronym DEIB, and it is um, so it's, that's not new um, necessarily, and um, and I do see what they are working to accomplish or trying to accomplish here and. Um, have a great deal of respect for uh, Chairman Meredith. I just I think that it's important to point out when we talk about what is diversity, what is equity, uh, what is inclusion, what is belonging. 
diversity is not just race. It is not. It's socioeconomic status. It is uh, ability, d- disability, uh, able-bodied or, or not. Um, it's, religion. It's religion. It's, it's diversity it's of thought. Gender. Um, diversity of thought, yeah. I swear to God, if y'all keep interrupting me, I'm leaving. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you hear a door slam, it's because we interrupted Abby too much. Seriously. Um, but but so it's not just, I think it, it it's becoming pigeonholed as this is a black or white issue. And it's really not. And when we talk about equity, the we talk about like the SEEK formula that puts extra money in um, districts where there's higher degrees of poverty and less property value rather than in richer cities like urban uh, places like Louisville. And that that is equity. Um, and so I, I just think it's, we have to be very careful and thoughtful about what language we choose when we are trying to say that public agencies cannot support anything that is diversity, equity, and poverty, or diversity, equity, and inclusion. Further, I would say, if you're not wanting public schools or public universities to foster a sense of belonging, I I don't know what you are doing, right? Because that's part of creating community. I mean, church, churches create a sense of belonging. It's one of the points of sports. Um, Like belonging is such an important part to cultivating in students, the uh, not just the courage to learn, but the courage to mess up and, and keep going. Um, and, but that's perhaps being used in a different way in a different place, like you said. So I'm not sure where that comes from. The trauma-informed um, care removal is, it's to me, it's less of a hot button than people are trying to make it out to be. Um, it was recently added. It's sort of a buzzword. Um, Trauma-informed care is is really about like teaching teachers and other staff members um, to deal with students who have had adverse experiences um, and be more delicate in that manner. And, and just taking the language out, I don't think that it's going to change the way we actually practice in schools. I think people are going to still um, see the whole child when they walk in and they're going to approach that child with whatever they need to be successful. And I don't think that that changes that. But and, um, I do think it's important to remember what equity is, what diversity is, and remember that um, part of this is just something we need to be careful about as we look at um, legislating uh, an entire populace. I, I, and I think it's important to have this side of a conversation too. To put, put this out there is when you get in these conversations, especially this day and age, it tends to become – like both sides accusing the other side of not caring about the not caring about children or their well being. Yes, I, I think you know it, everyone will be advised to go into this saying you know I, I know Steve Meredith. I, Steve Meredith does he cares about kids. He cares he about does. their education. Um, he has concerns about certain things. And if and if we went into that conversation saying okay, I understand your concerns. Is there you know, how can we work together to address them rather than saying, you know, you're you're a hate monger. Why would you pass this legislation? Like mm-hmm. that doesn't lead anywhere good. It leads it leads, frankly, a bill's probably probably going to get passed and it would lead it, it leads to worse legislation than if the other side were to come to the table and say, I want to hear your concerns and let's figure out how we how we can address them and make sure that that they're being heard and that they're being uh, they're, they're being dealt with. So. You know, Here's a great example, right? So a, f- a few years back um, when I was working with JCPS and Jerry Miller and I um, were 
always um, kind of just trying to wade through whatever was in the, in the wings that day. And uh, Re- Representative Miller asked me, he sent me a link to something that JCPS was teaching anti-racist mathematics. And he says, what is this? And I'm like, hell if I know, I'll ask, you know? <laughs> and um, so I asked and I asked and I asked and nobody could give me an answer. And that's the kind of thing that I think Senator Meredith is concerned about. Because not only is it something that it's like, well, but just answer the question, what is this? But also if you, if you put a white child in a room and tell them they're going to take anti-racist mathematics, the implication is that they are racist and they need to learn how to do math differently. Okay. And so that's, I think that's what he's trying to get at here. Um, it's just, I think it's going to be very difficult to implement the way it's written now. And um, I do think that um, there are going to be different iterations of this. And so, you know, to the lawmakers who are, are listening, um, let's think about how do we do this in the way that really honors the intent of what you're trying to do, because I'm not sure we're there yet. Uh, Jared, any thoughts? Uh, that implies the existence of racist mathematics. Oh, well, that was the other part. But I, it, honestly, we don't have time for that. Number, I don't even know how to start. Yeah. I don't even know I how just, to start. The blogging thing um, is, is, you know, I just... I, I, it's a slippery slope. I don't want to go down. Because then, can you have sports teams? Can you have clubs? I, I, well, that's the that's the yeah. elephant in the room. Can you have under some of these bills? You you know, Fayette County would have to close their girls' STEM academy, and that's just because it's gender. It's yeah. gendered, and that is a very popular well, and successful. Program. To be fair, I've always had concerns about that from a legal standpoint because because of just that. Like, how can you have a public public pro? Like, I understand having a private school that's that's. Girl, but I- so they don't only have to accept girls. They have uh, just like the Du Bois Academy in um, Je- in Jefferson County. Um, they have students who are not black who attend. It is a it is a what they call a black a black boys school because they have um, this magnet program has structured its um, its environment and its instruction around things that um, black boys would statistically better respond to. Um, than in a traditional classroom. That doesn't mean they can't go there. It doesn't mean if I, uh, you know, have a little boy and I want, you know, he wants to go to the girls' STEM, he could apply. Um, so I think the legal question there is. So, that. And I have another question. Based on my reading of the bill, it outlaw adult sponsors of clubs. And I think like it, young Republicans. I was going to say, does that uh-huh. eliminate young Republicans and young Democrats? There's that, a lot of question out there. Attorneys are FCA. looking at um, for that as well. But I think that's a, another valid point. Fellowship Christian athletes. Um, so there's just a lot of like really good programming out there that may be at risk. You know, I go back to whenever you see legislation like this pop up, Steve Meredith did not sit down and write this. Somebody, yeah. somebody gave this to him, and so I, you know, I always try to, I always like to try to figure out where it came from. And this, this one, this is new to me. I'd not seen this one. I know that this is not Alec language, mm-hmm. which a lot of times liberals are, attack stuff like this is coming from 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 Alec. Um, was the American Legislative Exchange Conference? Um, I, I don't know where this legislation came from. I'd, I'd be, I'd be interested in finding that out. Uh, another bill got got filed this week. Had long been long anticipated. Is the Smart on Crime bill. Uh, if either of you actually read it, I have not read it to see what's actually in it. Are or you not. talking about the Safe Kentucky Act? The the, the Louisville crime yes. thing. Yeah, yes. we've read it. Yes. Um, I know that some uh, government, and this goes back to what you and I didn't, I really wish we could talk more on KAT about what uh, urban cities need versus rural counties and going back to the wiretapping issue, which I'm for wiretapping. You know, I was shocked when I found out when I was working on that mayoral race in Louisville that they could, LMPD couldn't wiretap. Um, but I just... 
city governments are concerned about uh, federal housing dollars. And the way it's currently written, they interpret that they're not going to get federal housing dollars if it's implemented. So I think that's a big issue. Um, I mean, I'm for the wiretapping, but and we talked about this a little bit. You know, we spent a decade trying to decrease the prison population. And now there's like the pendulum swinging back the other way to to increase uh, penalties on crimes, make up more, uh, different set, new statutes on crimes. You know, and, and it just it seems like. Well, I don't think There's they're trying to. I don't middle. think they're trying to put more people in jail. They're trying to put the right people in jail. Yeah. Well, yeah. that and um, make sure that people who really are violent criminals yes. stay uh, in jail, where you know, and not on the streets. And I think also they're trying to. Um, I hate speaking for other people. Why are we doing this? Um, but <laughs> I think they're also trying to make it a deterrent. You know, um, carjackings are. And, and that, there should be a specific it's law for that. Yeah, and it's, I'm actually shocked that there's not. But yeah. um, well, so, so there's parts of that, and Trey, I'll let you, it, let you run rampant with this too, but like some of that, it needed to be more severe. Well, and I think that there's – Kentucky has a strategic advantage when it comes to, you know, with broader term logistics. Uh, that, that's why there's a lot of man, heavy manufacturing here, why UPS is here. We have some great advantages, uh, largely because of the our position with seven border states and the number of interstates that cross that cross through our borders. Mm-hmm. However, that same advantage brings with it uh, crime, especially in Louisville, Lexington, where you have intersections of sixty five and sixty four and seventy five and sixty four, where you have major east west north north south interfaces. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, and I, I'm somebody who grew up in Richmond, Virginia, which is where 64 hits 95, and it's pretty much the exact intersect point between Miami and New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we were top five in murders per capita every year because money came down from New York, guns came up from Miami. Oh, uh, they exchanged in Richmond. Virginia had lax gun laws. They bought, they used the money to buy the guns, and they went back, they went back their own ways, and there was a bunch of shootings downtown Richmond all the time because it was an exchange point for, for major gun, gun and, and drug deals. Yeah. You know, and, and the Courier Journal did a nice uh, article, I think, last year about the cartel, Mexican yeah. cartel presence in Louisville. Yes. Like they are in Louisville. In, 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 Le- in Lexington, the, I know the, the police here have come out and said, or as FBI came out and said that, that Lexington is on a watch list for major gang activity. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because we are a, a nexus hub of interstate activity. So, you know, Louisville, Lexington specifically need different tools and need different um Tools, tools, both policing and from a, a, a district attorney, uh, you know, in court standpoint, we need different tools to deal with the specific problems that come with our place along the interstate system. I understand that uh, that rural communities aren't being affected by it. I understand that rural communities, uh, some some more rural and especially conservative lawmakers, may have problems with with some aspects of the of the bills. Uh, uh, but you know, it's it's what. It's tools that these and, – and the state doesn't run without little Lexington. It, it, That's right. It, it, and, well, and think about the, the homeless provision of the bill. I mean, here in Lexington, there is a wealth of places um, always open, ready to absorb homeless populations. That's why buses from northern Kentucky and elsewhere come and drop homeless people in, in the city here um, because we're so good at it. And – there's a flip side to that There's coin, a, though. But, but there are people yeah. who refuse that care because they don't want to be sober. And the city will say, uh, well, we can't, it's not, a, it's not a crime to be homeless. We can't arrest them. Um, and so, but it, it is a public danger. If you've been in Lex, downtown Lexington, it, they are yelling, they are, um, it, they're violent. And it's worse than like, used to have 
you know, not political forever. Those woman that everybody knew was crazy married down there, and mm-hmm. it was it was crazy. But she she'd yell at you, and it could be it could be calling you sweet cheeks or something, or it could be something that seems violent or scary. But you knew who she was, saw her every day, and yeah, but it, it's I, different. I, 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 think, yeah. I think it's a different it's a different type of people who were yelling at you down there. I want to be very clear. Uh, first of all, the mayor's office here in Lexington does a great job of uh, homeless veterans. They have a space. They, really they have do. a place over the VA for them. Pre pandemic, Amanda Mays Bledsoe told me that they had effectively eliminated uh, veteran. A, 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 effectively eliminated home, homelessness of anyone who who could be housed. Yeah, yeah. And the only people who, who were homeless were people who were mentally ill and refused treatment, or were addicts who they just couldn't so, safely allow in. So that, this is what I'm getting to my point. My point is, you know, there are actually homeless transient people, mm-hmm. and there is a small. Who should be cared for? There's a small organized crime drug users who have their have their turf they have their blocks and they panhandle all day and then or and when they get enough they money get they, get, they get drugs they live in the same two-bedroom apartment right over there above the uh, sushi place and uh, and the um, uh the hookah lounge on limestone and so like but and i and i'm going to complain about the city council there's the idea that panhandling supreme court says panhandling is legal so we can't do anything but also you can't be can't be high. You can't public. be high in public. You, you can't, can't be, be yelling. violent. I mean, I've had to call the cops because they were yelling at Abby once, and I was going to fight with him one time too. Um, so, like I said, transient people, uh, they 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 need wraparound services. They need help, and, and, but you can't help addicted people till they want help. And yeah. We all know that. And so, but I don't think you should be able to scream on a corner and be obviously high on drugs. And I know we have understaffed police force, but come on, and throwing things, hitting things. Um, you know, it's. I think about when I took Linus for his walk a few days ago in the park and there's, you know, people, we have to cut our walk short. Um, that's, that's not, if I had a, if I had a child, I'd be very upset, you know? Um, so I do think that the homeless provision is, is something that, um, definitely probably comes from Louisville, but, um, could have implications that would help other places. Do we, uh, you know, do we have, and if you don't know this term, I can explain it because it's something that I was informed about by the cops in Richmond when I was uh, still living there. Do we have the union bums here? Hmm. I don't think so. So, you know, there there they had, because uh, my dad showed. I mean, I know you don't like unions, but you don't I, have to call them bums. Well, no, my, 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 <laughs> so my, my, dad, my dad shared an office with a lawyer who did a lot of home remodeling as a, kind of a side gig, uh, flipping homes in the fan district of Richmond. And so he'd seen this guy with a sign out, you know, like, you know, veteran need work you know whatever mm-hmm. and so he'd seen a couple days in a row finally decided that he said hey he said I, I need somebody to just you don't even have to tear anything down I just need somebody to stand at the, at the chute mm-hmm. and throw the garbage down the chute I pay like 20 bucks an hour you know, you know and, and that's it. the guy said he looked around and was like I'd love to but if I leave my corner they won't let me back in and so he asked a cop about it oh, and, and okay. he said oh it's one of the union bums he said what he said yeah he said he said there's a company that you like show up at their these are they got an office down over, over here abroad and you show up and they make sure you're dressed like shabby but not too shabby that you're scary they give you signs worded in just the right way and they drive they drive you around they drop they drop you off the corners and they they rotate your corners so you don't always have the same corner uh, you you panhandle for the day they come pick you back up they bring you back they take like a fifteen percent cut for for putting everything together, so and then everybody shares. It's, it's like a it's like a tip pooling at a restaurant. Every, everybody <laughs> everybody shares. So 
you know, you. I know they're they're not that sophisticated because I know for I've actually seen fights over who's who has what corner. Oh yeah. Uh, and so like I don't think they're, they don't. But oh, these them aren't around. just like they dress a little shabby. Where they've got like whole shopping carts with tarps over. Yeah, well, but also I see some guys with nicer jackets than I have. Well, that's <laughs> true. There's that's a business true. opportunity for us. Let's, hey, let's, let's set go. it up, man. Podcast branching out. <laughs> I hate that you need the Saver Kentucky Act, and I think that there's probably. A lot of changes coming to it. Maybe I'm sure there are folks asking for some changes. By the way, Fayette County Schools have already called off for tomorrow. It will be an NTI instructional there's, day. There's word that they're not going to play the Buffalo game. I'm trying to get confirmation. Uh-oh. Yeah, you can't have kiddos at bus stops when it's yeah. five degrees. Yeah. Although I did I did love a couple years ago when they called off. This is when I was still living over over uh, uh, by campus on Barbary. And they called off school in like November because it was it was too cold. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to pay for heating. Well, well no. Then, then they ran out of snow days so they they had kids going to school on days that were even colder than the days they called it off for being too cold because they didn't have any snow days left to to, to burn <laughs> but, well you can always take snow days and uh push your calendar up yeah. just so you know um one more bill i want to get to is house bill 94 filed by matt lockett which uh i think uh robbie smithers listener listener of the show uh effectively called on on uh on uh on twitter the the trey watson calendar act uh, this is the this is the bill to what I have been yelling about since literally this podcast started to just get rid of Sunny Die. We don't need to change now. I will say the this this may be the only bill in the entire legislature that every lobbyist is united against. Correct. I'll fight it to the it death. Screws with screws with your vacation time. Right. Can't make your schedule. Screw uh, that bill with fire. But uh, this, yeah, this would remove Sunny Die and and uh, take that uh, artificial guillotine. Away from the legislature and just let them use sixty days in a in a, in a uh, even every year thirty days and off every year and move forward. It's another step towards a more professional legislature, which is a good thing. I think that's a positive thing, but I I think if you remove the the heart, if you create uncertainty in that limited amount of sixty days, um, it's yeah, yeah. Ma- it's more difficult for the public to be involved in the process. Well, you're also got to pay them more because it's going to be harder for someone someone to maintain full time employment where they're still being. Question. Right when they don't know when they're going to be on. on yeah, the, you're either going to have to have all all like lawyers yeah. who who can just do their own schedule, or people who are individually wealthy, or you're going to pay them more. So I mean, it does bring other questions with if it. You're going to do it. You got to just go full professional legislature, yeah. expand the number of days, and just. But I, I think nuts and bolts. I think this is a far more artful solution than the than the constitutional amendment that they tried to pass that would allow the legislature to call them back in session. Because here's the other nice part about this one, Abby, is they don't have to use all the days. They could only use. Fifty days, if that's all they needed, and they could they could keep some days in in, in, in reserve in case there is a crisis, uh, in case there's a natural disaster, in case they, they need to. I could also to see act that it, against it the would governor. Cause people to start or would cause legislatures to ration the days, and so I think things that would normally happen in the public eye would have to be would, would probably well, be solved a lot more by closed doors. Well, remember, the, the, but the way the, but remember the way this would work is uh, committee days don't count. It's only days right. when you're physically on the floor. Right. So that you'd still be doing stuff in the public eye being committee. It just it, what goes on the floor. There's you just, a lot of stuff that well, you just wait till because there's, of the time frame of um, Sine Die now, uh, everything you, there's you don't have time to say, all right, we're just gonna meet behind closed doors for four days and figure this out and come back. Well but we you can, but you know what I mean. Well but you also with Sunny Die, you also said we're gonna get this worked out tonight with like or or we're gonna have a, a committee meeting at seven AM tomorrow morning. And it's hard. It's hard to organize and, and, and participate in the process because we have to pass the bill by tomorrow. Regardless, if you did this, well, you could still do that. Yeah, but this the sign, having Sunday night forces you to have to do that. This would, you know, now 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 you can say, well, you're doing something sneaky if you do it if you don't have Sunday night hanging over your head. 
I just think you either expand it out and do it all the way or you don't because it, it's it's just it's very it's going to be difficult for the public to be involved. It's going to be, like you said, be difficult for people to um, hold full time employment and serve in the legislature. I, I don't know. No, I I know you're a fan. I am a fan. <laughs> Had been for four years. Uh, let's talk about some other news. Uh, there's a great article from the Kentucky uh, Lantern about uh, Mayor Weddle down in London has finally filed a, a, a retort to uh, KREF on the issues there. Sorry, and- Trey, be the most valuable piece of advice I've ever been given when I was in politics was hire your own lawyer. Yes. Don't take the one the party or the candidate gives you. It's only, I'm going to say, not finish the story because you'll, you'll see why. Well, I was going to say, the other great advice uh, that, that I've always been given in politics is never text, never email, Always call. <laughs> I hate that. As a millennial, so it, I don't answer it's the It's a one-party consent to. taping. I've found that out the hard way on a campaign. <laughs> um, so, and I'm, I'm looking to see if I can pull up the story. But, uh, yeah, Mayor Weddle has given his response to KREF and basically blamed all of the problems on uh, KDP and said, well, I thought I Actually, could. Actually, so he singled out a staffer. Yes. A, we, we won't name that. Respect yeah. for staffers everywhere. A specific staffer and, in fact, provided text messages uh, saying that he was told it was okay to just bundle it all and, and put it all on his credit card. And then when he was told by people that he couldn't do that, uh, he apparently repeatedly attempted to get them to refund the money so he could correct it and never got a response until the, uh, the story came out. And and it do, it doesn't look good for Weddle. It doesn't look good it, for KDP. I don't think it jives with the the timeline that the campaign put out. Correct. Correct. Uh, I mean things it, that make you go hmm. And, and again, Weddle's got text messages with timestamps on this. Now you know, can they be photoshopped? Obviously, but you know, I I think it doesn't. I mean, it continues to not look good for Weddle, but it definitely is not a good look for the Bashir campaign or KDP. And, and again, you know, this this is a reply to KREF. Who cares? It's KREF. <laughs> They're going to say, oh, silly goose, don't you do that again. <laughs> oh, shucks. His bigger problem is I know for a fact that the FBI has interviewed oh, yeah. many oh, people yeah. in London. The FBI loves going after straw donations. His bigger problem is going to be with the – and it's like it's, you know, Richie Farmer didn't – basically nothing happened to Richie for all of the staff violations, the merit system violations – Richie Farmer went to federal prison because specifically of like forty thousand dollars. I think it was mm-hmm. it was under hundred thousand dollars of tobacco settlement money that was involved in some of that because that's federal money. Mm-hmm. It's the feds that put you into jail, <laughs> and it's the it's the portion of the money that went to K, went to KDP's federal account that's going to end up putting Weddle and it sounds like maybe some of these other people in jail. Uh, so interesting to watch as this one unfolds again. The KRF part. It'd be it's interesting. It, the camera part is interesting to watch because information will come out. The feds are who to watch for if you want to look for actual punishment. Yeah. Um, speaking of punishment, people who might be in trouble. Uh, Legislative ethics is another uh, regulatory group in Frankfurt, and I think they're probably going to be flush with complaints to handle. Uh, multiple legislators on both sides of the aisle. So I've heard I've heard they have a different uh, legal. I've heard that they're allowed to fundraise during session, but not take money from PACs. What? Mm, I've always been told they're not allowed to solicit during sessions. I, I, I I've always been told to. that too. Uh, although, th- little callback: uh, if you had a no timestamp for like sixty days, you use it as you can. It'd be very hard to fundraise. Oh, yeah. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, Trey, go on your rant. Go on your rant. But well, I'm, I'm googling some, this make sure. 
There's some. Uh, I'm curious to see what the, what uh, the ethics committee is going to decide. Yeah. So uh, you have Lindsey Burke here in Lexington, uh, state representative for the 75th district. Running also, unopposed. Also, uh, she's running unopposed. That's what makes no sense about yeah. it. Also, Steve Doan and uh, Savannah Maddox, uh, all uh, soliciting donations during session. Aren't those two attorneys? Savannah's not an attorney. Oh, she's not. I think Don is. She's a mom. Yeah, he's a he's an attorney. Um, yeah, so I would suspect you're going to see some uh, some complaints filed in those situations. Uh, you know, Jared, there's a lot going on in Congress right now. So there's some important votes to you know to keep the government open. Republicans have a very slim majority, and uh, uh, so they've, they've got a deal. Now the question is, they're going to throw Johnson out for doing the deal? Probably. Our tax dollars at work. Um, but more importantly, uh, we what, what, both well wishes and a political concern. Uh, uh, Hal Rogers had, was in a, a car wreck this week. Uh, spent, I guess a little bit of time in the hospital. It sounds like he's out. It sounds like he's doing well, but he's not currently in Washington. So that's another that's another one. Another Republican vote down. Hmm. Uh, the dean of the house. Obviously, anytime you know a, a octogenarian gets in a car wreck, you got you know got to make sure he's. Well taken care of. I'm sure Hal's got the best uh, medical care he can he can get down there. Uh, well wishes to the dean of the house. I uh, love Hal. I love his people. Actually, uh, uh, Carlos and uh, Andrea Bagley were up at the, at the Capitol for filing day. Hung out with them for a little bit. So it was great to, great to get to see friends in the 5th District on, uh, on filing day. Uh, so our thoughts with Hal Rogers. Hope, hope for a speedy recovery and that he can get back to D.C. soon and mm-hmm. uh, make sure to keep the government open. Uh, any other things strike you from the week in Frankfurt? No, I mean, it's, but uh, we're on day 10, maybe uh, tomorrow. At, you know, I have a feeling the rest of this early. week is going to be uh, a little hectic. It's early. Okay, so prohibition restriction only on lobbyists' contributions for a session. Hold on. Wait, no, that's not it. It's lobbyists can donate to candidates. Yeah, anyway. hold on. I'm looking at that. Mm-hmm. Right, that's not the right thing. I'll find it. But yeah. I, I, you although, know who's going to know this is our great listener, Jason Nemus. Yes. But I, I also are. Um, we'll wait for him. I, I have always told candidates not to raise dirt. So, uh, so did I. Um, Doan has a primary. So that, I mean, I can see why if he thinks it's. Savannah has one as well. Um, but Lindsey Burke sure won a race. So I don't. That makes no sense. But. Well, I guess they're theming it around her birthday. That's. And you only, you only turned 41. So, so have them donate to the. Habitat for Humanity House or something. Well, she but, runs a nonprofit law firm, Michael Legal. So, so donate to that. I mean, lots of options here. Lots of options. Um, I guess well, one other thing that has, has happened the last time we recorded, uh, RPK in a very slim vote passed a resolution similar to the Lindsay Titchener bill that is dead in Whitney Westfield's what committee. What is going on? Claiming that some, I guess it doesn't claim that all, but some some people are being improperly held and, and withheld due process for uh, for January, January 6th. 6th. Uh, I will say this. That was a vote of the State Central Committee. It was, I think, 35 to 32. Mm-hmm. That committee is comprised of almost 500 people. So it's, you know, trying to say that, like, you know, the Republican Party, it was like 30-some, 30 35 out of almost 500 it wasn't a huge swath and here's the thing if you're gonna have it it was it was a cold day the cats were playing attendance was not high at that guess who shows up in situations like that crazy people <laughs> so the woman who filed the who filed the resolution is the chairwoman of hardin county and she said that she filed it after reading uh, uh articles on the epoch 
Epoch Times or Epoch News rather. If you're getting your news from Epoch News, you you really shouldn't be in any position of leadership. It's a it's run by a cult. If you don't know anything about Epoch News, um, uh, best and the brightest. Yeah. So you know, is it embarrassing? Yeah. Is there a lot to read into it? I don't think so. I think anybody trying to assign it to the greater Republican Party is overlooking the fact it was thirty something out of a body of five hundred, and the cats were playing that day. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> it's not a good look, but you know, it is what it is. You know when to kill your own bill, though. You know. <laughs> well, went to Whitney's committee, so that bill's dead. <laughs> Could somebody not have filibustered? Just like I'm going to speak until the end of this meeting. Well, and it, well, here's the thing: people are like, "What does this mean about Robert?" I, I got a lot of calls to press. What does this mean about Robert Benvenuti? It's, it's a bad for him. It is a bad. Well, but and here's what I said: is, is listen, state central committee. Any member can show up and stand up and say, I want to pass a resolution. And if they get the votes to pass it, guess what? It passes. Well, maybe we ought to relook at that. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, was, I was there the day that Matt Bevan unexpectedly showed up to a state central meeting, went on a long rant about Jeff Hoover, and then immediately, <laughs> then immediately attempted to pass a resolution condemning Jeff Hoover, and he lost. The governor lost. He showed up, went on a rant, and demanded that the state central committee pass this resolution, and he lost. So, like, you know, it says nothing about Benvenuti because if you're a member, you can show up and stand up and do it. And I'm sure that they didn't call Benvenuti and give him the heads up they were coming. Otherwise, he would have he would have rallied the troops and made sure to have more people there. Yeah, probably. So, you know, I don't think it says anything about Benvenuti. It, just, it says more about the crazy people on the committee. Um, I guess, uh, Jared, you want to get to sports? We'll wrap it up. Coaching carousel, man. Uh, so I assume McCarthy's going to be fired any day now by the Cowboys. That is, is that is that Belichick? Who's going to end up there? I don't, I don't know, man. Like that's it's a lot of ego, and I mean, is Dallas is is Cowboys Stadium big enough to handle Belichick, Belichick and Jones? Jones should just coach himself. I mean, just why not? You do everything else. Yeah. Uh, so you got. I mean, it, it was incredible that Belichick, Belichick and Saban gone in consecutive days, and I think was it three days in a row with Carroll too. Was it Carol, Saban, Belichick? It was Carol and then Saban and Belichick were the same day. Yeah, I mean, well, Belichick was announced and it happened the, the following morning. Right, but it, yeah, it leaked out. Yeah. Um, you, you know, look, I don't – great example that nobody will get. Sir Alex uh, Ferguson retired at Manchester United after leading them to be the most winning fo- football team in history. Um, the most winning. Yes, Jared, speak whatever. good English. <laughs> the winningest. <laughs> the winningest. Um, winning 2020 titles amongst other accolades. And then David Morris was handpicked by Sir Alex Ferguson to, to, to uh, manage United, and it, everything just fell apart. So I know that the Washington coach is supposed to be awesome, but I, I, mean, don't, he's I one, don't want to be David Morris. He's I want to be one everywhere. follows David Morris. Well, yeah, it's like Matt Doherty in North Carolina. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you don't want to be – the guy following the legend is rarely, is rarely successful. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. Um. You know, I, I, I mean, it's really a changing of the guard in football and on both levels. You have it to see, is, see probably the best pro football coach ever, and probably the best. I think probably unquestionably the best, the best college coach ever. The only thing, the reason I'm not so sure about Belichick is to look at his record without Brady, and, it, and it's pedestrian. Well, but I'll say this: now the talent that he had was his own fault because he was making the, the personal decisions. But look at what he achieved with the talent he had. That's fair. Like he had. His talent would struggle to compete in the in the SEC, much less the NFL, and he's still winning games. Yeah. Um, you know, they've already named Drop Mayo, former 
Patriots player. Uh, Which I, I have a Patriots insider, believe it or not. <laughs> and they didn't know Variable was going to be available. That's who they, they Ver- are. Variable. Variable, whatever. The, they'd already had the deal with Mayo in place. And then they were really upset when they found out Vrabel was available. Vrabel's going to get a lot of money from somebody. I cannot believe that Tennessee fired him. Yeah. You know, that must have been something. I wonder I wonder if Vrabel didn't get along with Levis or something. Like, Maybe. Because obviously Levis is going to be the future there. And you need the coach who's going to jive with him. I, you know, I just I wonder if they're, if that relationship was solid. Because, I mean, Vrabel's been – He's I, a player's coach. Players and, love Well, him. but, I mean, also that – I mean – that was a long simmering conflict because he wanted a, he wanted an extension last year. They wouldn't give it to him because I guess technically they didn't fire him. His contract expired. Yeah, they just didn't they didn't Re-up. sign him a new one. Yeah, um, he'll get a, he'll get a job somewhere. It sounds like Dan Quinn is more than likely going to get the Seahawks job uh, where he was formerly formerly defensive coordinator to go from D coach now at Dallas over over to there. Um, yeah, I, I did hear. Although last night's performance probably took a couple zeros off that contract. <laughs> that was not not a great. Uh, not a great defensive stand by Dallas. Abby, are the Packers going to win the Super Bowl? Yes, of course. Okay. I got ten dollars on them. Ten dollars pays pays eleven hundred. I just did the Texans at plus eleven hundred. Uh, my 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 real long shot bet to win was uh was, was the Browns, yes. and that did not that did not uh, not go well. Um, uh, Jared, you had a good a good gambling weekend. I did. I, I had to bounce back after the cats slaughtered me. Yeah, the cats the cats hurt me, and the Browns hurt me a lot. Um, Our house was very grumpy for at least game. an hour after the cats game. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, hey, I've gotten better. It used to be 24 hours. You couldn't talk to me about a cat's loss. Yeah. You need that shirt. There's a uh, Kentuckians for uh, for Kentucky has a shirt that says, "I'm sorry for anything I said when the cats were playing." Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Cosign. You need to apologize to the dog. Is who you need to apologize. <laughs> did you keep the dog, Jared? <laughs> no. When I when I raise my voice and yelling at sports Scares teams, the dog. whether it's cheering a Manchester United goal or cussing that you can't put up two bunny putbacks at the end of the first half, that thus you would have won the game. It scared him. Hmm? It scared I, him. I, I mean, I'm con- I'm convinced that Calipari has brought in Mark uh, Brian Stoops to to like help coach up the kids for, for end-of-half situations because the basketball team has been infected with what infects the football team, which is a complete inability to close the last like last 2% of a half with any sort of competency. They're young. It's just We'll be fine. It's early. All right. Uh, we got anything else before we wrap this one up? Um, I like Bucks plus three. I like the Bucks. Uh, I like the under in – Pittsburgh, Buffalo, if the game gets Which played. Under? The one that we got or the one that's there now? I think really, if they're still talking about maybe even canceling it, I'll, I'll take what I got. Um, I also, any, any any Pittsburgh points you want to give me, give me all the points because I don't think I don't think there'll be enough scored for them for Buffalo to cover. Yeah. I, I, I think We got them a put, we bid it up to plus 11. It, the line, I just looked at the line, it's plus 10. And, and well, in fact, I've, I've got a, I've got a parlay, I've got a three-leg parlay uh, bet up that, uh, I bought, or I, I actually gave away points in order to get better odds that I have at the under at 30 and a half. I've got the Steelers plus seven and a half, which means, you know, they, they only lose by a touchdown. And, but I also have the Steelers under 10 and a half. So basically saying that it'll be like a 17 10 game. Um, and that, that's actually, that's plus 550. I mean, I think getting 17 to 10 in that weather is going to be. Well, anything less, anything less than that, I win. So, I'm fine with that. Um, 
We have to go feed Abby. She's getting grumpy. Abby's giving looks. And I gotta go consult. I gotta go consult my wife because she uh, she just posted on Facebook that she actually went for a five mile run in this. Oh yeah, I used to do that. She got her she, she's got her yak tracks, little uh, <laughs> little uh, like uh, cleats that you yeah. attach to your run in the snow. All right. Uh, well, so the way the podcast worked this week, um, we're going to post the uh, interview we did earlier this morning with Rabbi Litvin. We're going to post it on Wednesday. Again, there'll be some awkwardness in it because our original intention was to tag that on the back end of this, um, but we decided to make it standalone, so that'll be Wednesday, and we'll do our regular podcast uh, for the week on Thursday to talk about the, all the legislative news in the snow, assuming the kids go back to school and I'm not at home dealing with NTI. Uh, so, as always, uh, you can get this wherever you stream podcasts. Get us on Apple Podcasts. I'll leave your review. I said this on the uh, tail end of the podcast with the rabbi. Uh, we are now on Pandora Podcasts. I did not know we were not on there. If uh, With Google Podcasts shutting down, if you listen to podcasts on a platform that you cannot find us on uh, or you want to listen to us on, on there, then please uh, tag us on Twitter. Let us know. Uh, I'll make sure that we get up on there. Uh, and as always, we'll be back uh, twice more this week on more Kentucky Politics Weekly.